So, welcome to the show. Any mistake you do means you're liable. <laughs> as much as I want to have the sharp memory that I had back then, I no longer have it. It's just an accident waiting to happen. I do know that. I wish I had a drive to do that because I never <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a matter of really taking care of your mind. Uh -huh. If you're really exhausted, like physically, it affects you mentally. And computer science, for those who don't know it, is actually math. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> We're surprise! We're practically math majors. <laughs> Quick questions. Fresh episode every Sunday. So, welcome to the show. <laughs> now, for this episode, now, most of us say that learning doesn't really end. And so, for this episode, we decided to ask our friends and even the internet of, about their most effective study hacks. And here's what we found out. Okay, so one of our submissions here says they play classical music for intense focus. So, as long as there's no lyrics at all in the song, like, I don't know, classical music or just lo-fi or anything that works I mean it worked for her for her certification that's one that's one okay uh -huh, uh -huh. and by classical music do we imagine what Handel back I, I guess I guess um, anything um, not totally distracting or dramatic maybe a, a calm one or anything that has a sort of pattern or progression in it because it's like your brain is latching onto that pattern okay. and it'll anticipate the pattern when you study. So I guess when it's time for an, your actual exam or your certification, uh -huh. I don't know, it comes on cue every time you um, answer that question. Oh, I remember that part because blah, blah, blah of music and okay. kind of works. Now, I do, personally, I don't listen to a lot of classical music, but I do listen to music, especially when I have to concentrate on something that mm -hmm. I need to study. And I can agree that it is important that there's not a lot of words in the songs or no words at all. Because they, they kind of get in the way, especially when you're reading something. It, for anybody who has already tried reading something that's a bit serious while listening to their favorite song, they would know that it's difficult uh -huh, <laughs> to retain <true>. information. <laughs> okay. So I think that's a good hack mm -hmm. anything else that you got in there no um i think there's another one here that's consistent is that uh for example math anything that has to do with computations they would redo their exercises they would rewrite and redo the exercises so they would be accustomed to how the formula would work something like that so i okay. guess it makes sense it's like practice i think it's very relatable especially for both of us because we to computer science mm -hmm. and computer science for those who don't know it is actually math <laughs> surprise <laughs> we're surprise. practically math majors <laughs> we're not i'm not really uh, i don't think the term computer scientist is an accurate term if you're going to describe like the curriculum of uh, computer science it's mostly math yeah. and with maybe a generous <laughs> amount of computer it actually kind of helps you know i mean uh -huh. Uh, your brain is sort of trained on how to understand concepts and how certain flow is uh -huh. done. 
So, it's better really if you're taking an exam, ready to math, calculus, or some, something of that sort. It's better to really practice. Yeah, and I actually get uh, asked quite a lot on like the value of studying math and how it relates to like what you're doing at work. And I said that although you don't do like heavy computations on a day-to-day basis, uh, what's valuable around uh, studying math is representing the problems in terms of variables. Mm-hmm. Problem solving. So basically mm-hmm. structuring it in such a way that you can like identify patterns exactly. and solve it like a math problem. So if you have a question of how many apples would you get if you have this n over n of something over something, you later in life learn that you got a skill for it. And it's important <laughs> to say thank you uh, for true. the apples. <laughs> Even if it's 500 apples that you have to consume. I know. <laughs> However, I did something the same while I was studying, obviously. But the... the I think what's a bit disheartening about this method is that sometimes you don't get the answers, the right answers, <laughs> and you get a bit frustrated because you've been, you're trying to study something, and for some reason you're not arriving at the answers, the correct answers that you that discussed you in class. Uh-huh. I mean, one of the major factors you have to consider when you want to get or, or to try that approach is that you have to really take notes on the actual <laughs> class, and then you can sort of recall what uh-huh. you've done on class. I mean, it really helps. It's sort of encouragement that, oh, okay, that's what happened there. I'll take note of that in my mind and so on. Yeah, and one of our instructors actually said that it's all about practicing. How to do it. Oh, those are the days. Yeah, right. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> so in case if you're having a difficult time uh, on your calculus. <laughs> <laughs> exams, don't get discouraged. Exams, just practice. <laughs> Practice, practice, practice. Well, it's next to Neuralist. There's one other, but it's... I don't know if I would consider that as actual studying. It's cramming. I don't recommend cramming. It's not really practicing. Guys, (laughs) prepare, allocate time when when you want to study. But have you tried really cramming for... I have. I have. I've done it in a million, million... Yeah, especially in, uh, when it comes to history. I mean, the reason why I mention this is because when it comes to memorization and when it's history, the key there is you have to learn the story. Uh-huh. That's why it's history, right? And there are instances where I just sort of watch something related to that topic. Okay. And I would associate it, I guess. And then later on, if it's cramming time, if I found that there's something else that I need to add on what I've studied, quote-unquote, then they have cramming. So, we're back. And the question that we are trying to answer is, what are your recommended study hacks and which ones remain applicable in the real world? Mm-hmm. And so we've Googled for answers, we go for recommendations and ask from friends their recommendations. And right now we are talking about cramming. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question about cramming is, well, you've tried cramming before, but does it really work? It works if it's just, if your aim is just a short-term one. Uh-huh. Like, for example, if you just expect that um, topic and then after a while, it goes away. <laughs> but if it's something like, um, you have to retain that knowledge for a very long time, it's not going to work. So it's good for quizzes and exams. Uh-huh, exactly. Not really for committing it. 
mm-hmm. long term to memory. I am not a crammer, I could say, although I am not like the most organized person that you're going to meet. <laughs> it's just that uh, it it seems to not work for me when I try to study at school like a few hours before the examination. So I mm-hmm. normally study at home in a more quiet environment, and then once I get back to school, I probably still go through the notes. But I think it's really just to make me less anxious about the exam. But in reality, I don't think I'm absorbing anything. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you I do mean. That. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But I think uh, one of the thoughts at the back of my mind when it comes to choosing Grammy is that because of the way that they have formatted the quizzes, secrets, and so on and so forth back in um, school, I mean, you expect the kind of answers that you will have and sort uh-huh. of just, okay, this is the way that it can go on those quizzes, on those seed works, and then I can just grab that and then I can do something else much more important, like, you know, watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, if you would do that in uh, and you're in college, it's a bit difficult because in college, it's a specific type of topics now that you would really have to retain as you go along to take up um, the next set of courses because those are prerequisites, right? So, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, it's not going to work anymore. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay. So, what's next in our list? We can go through what is your hacks back in the day. Hacks, and, okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, what seems to be in the top? I mean, for me, yeah, for uh-huh. me at the top is the same thing as the one we had, um, uh, the writing down notes. Uh-huh. For me, I think I was kind of surprised because I read something about Cornell Notes met- Method. Okay. And I kind of did that when I was studying back in college where I would um, sit through the books and then I would write down index cards. And then I would okay. just take index cards and from there, I think I kind of continued with mind mapping it. I, it's uh-huh. not unconscious, but it goes a long way when it comes to exams. I wish I had a drive to do that because I never <laughs> did. <laughs> no, I don't know. So in my case, my study habits back in the days is something that you would expect from any student. Like I would uh, go through my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really special. Uh, read through like the, the chapters that were assigned for the exam and that's pretty much it but if there's anything like if, if there's a need for intense studying <laughs> mm-hmm. what I would normally do is sleep first because um, uh, some people would advise that you study and then you sleep because sleeping allows you to absorb uh, what you studied better mm-hmm. But in my case, especially during that time where people um, lack sleep, it's better for me to sleep first, be rested before I start studying. So what I normally did was at 12 midnight, back when I was self-studying physics. Of course, you did that. <laughs> be surprised that mm-hmm. <laughs> we survived like <laughs> three units of <laughs> physics self-studying. But anyway... <laughs> So, uh, it's a different topic. Uh, I would I would uh, wake up twelve midnight and start studying till six a.m. and that normally take. Um, I would normally go through like five chapters of physics. That's like yeah. So so and and that works for me. And staying that that also um, staying away from the time I was studying until I take the exam also helped me 
because I would, especially if, if it entails a lot of memorization, and be just repeating everything that I've studied in the morning up to the moment of the exam. But like, I, I guess like uh, what was mentioned about cramming, mm-hmm. I don't think that really helps you commit the learnings to mm-hmm. memory long term. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a matter of really taking care of your mind. Uh-huh. If you're really exhausted, like physically, it affects you mentally. And then you won't be able to really absorb anything firsthand. And then if you decide to sleep on it after you study, I'm not sure if it's as <laughs> effective. So, yeah, keep a healthy mind. It depends on your level, the level of paranoia that you have. Some people yeah. are paranoid about sleeping because they might forget. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of sleep, I did have this funny, um, they said, tip where you put your book under the pillow and you sleep on it literally. Okay. I don't know if just if it's just a placebo effect. I did some reading before I fell asleep one time and I put that big book <laughs> under the pillow and I aced all of my history quizzes back then. Uh-huh. Or maybe that's just me. <laughs> uh-huh. Are you surprised? I, I, I'm just imagining if that would work with no. university physics no, it's or not work. Work. because the book I is hope. big enough to be <laughs> pillar. <laughs> it's actually it actually seems like a big, big uh, I don't know. Oh, more <laughs> actual bed itself, but yeah. Any more hacks that you that you have in there? Um, as I, a student, as a student, aside from that, I already mentioned mind mapping. I didn't know it was called that uh-huh. thing before, and the coronal notes method. Another thing is that I would actually not just listen to music. There was a time when I was studying calculus and was it something else? I forgot. And I would have a movie running at the background. Okay. <laughs> it's strange, I know. They noticed me do this as well at work. But I kept that going and it kind of helped me because if you encounter a certain movie and you memorize it for the end time, <laughs> it's a sort of timing. Okay, at this part, I should already finish with this chapter. And then at this part, I should finish with this. Okay. And then after all of that, I kind of enjoyed <laughs> My study session, and then I would recall all of them because it's associated with the scene. But that's just so me. It's, it's, it's like using the movie as, as your. Yeah, I can kind of compare it to how you do Pomodoro, but Pomodoro uses a timer. Yeah. But yeah. if you're like remember certain parts of the movie, mm-hmm. and you kind of map the things that you're going to learn or you need to learn, uh-huh. the sections of the movie is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, can, I guess what I can remember back then when I was studying, when I was about 14, it was like the peak. Of my memory, I could oh, wow. pretty much remember everything. <laughs> I was fourteen, okay. but what I did to effectively remember the details, especially if it uh, if it tells a lot of memorization, uh-huh. because a lot of subjects back then uh, requires students to memorize a lot of things: history, science, mm-hmm. even mathematics. <laughs> required a bit of uh, memorization. So what I did back then was to kind of recite things to myself as if. I'm discussing to another person. Is that out loud? <laughs> no, just... Not really out loud, but um, I guess it it's similar to how people learn by teaching other people. Ah, right. Okay. So it's kind of... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to repeat everything in my own words because mm-hmm. if I try to remember it On word for word, it will be difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, or there might be easier ways for me to like express something or describe a concept. Yeah, it's like assessing how you would understand something that you're studying about. So yeah. if it's, okay, I need to check if I just memorized this or if I really understood that I was trying to study. So, yeah, I guess it does work. And it kind of also did 
when we're <laughs> now working. <laughs> because the, yeah, back then, even though I was I was really very confident about mm-hmm. my memory about how I memorize things, I, I recognize the possibility of like messing it up if you try to remember things. Word for word, word exactly. Yes. Uh-huh, word for word. I mean, there's that's another con of this one study hack that I <laughs> encountered okay. and that I use is that you put happy trails in your book. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work for me. <laughs> it's what you call binge eating while studying, and you think that's a reward for yourself, but it's, it's not, people. <laughs> Waiting to happen. <laughs> it's an accident waiting to happen. I do know that sugar keeps you going, but yes, at it some point it will have a withdrawal somewhere when you're on the actual exam. It does work, yeah, but it's more of a motivation to push yourself to study yeah. through those pages. And for me, I guess it's just me um, knowing the rewards or seeing the rewards after like doing several pages. Uh-huh. I-, I get a bit impatient. Mm-hmm. So I tried to go through it as fast as I can. Not really sure if I remembered anything uh-huh, or I exactly. was able to understand anything. But I just wanted a reward. So yeah. I don't think it's going to work for me personally. Yeah, it's, but it, if it works for you, then go ahead no, and do it. It doesn't anymore. For me, I don't use happy trails anymore. It kind of confuses you with your actual goal of actually <laughs> studying. No, for me, um, it's a sort of mood booster. It is anything a mood booster. Else. Yeah. But I don't put happy trails. You don't want chocolates on your notes. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like what I said, I mean, the only word for me is passing the exam. Spoken like a baby student. <laughs> okay, sure. Of course. Okay, so we've been through uh, like a number of hacks uh-huh. since the start of the episode. But I guess it's time for us to answer the next question. So, which of these study hacks are still applicable? to like the real world now that you're working I know that it's diff- uh, it's different you would still study a lot of things while you're working but it's, but it's no longer like in, in, in the classroom setting mm-hmm. or you won't be given like a book for you to, to read through and learn mm-hmm. so what are the things that you employ right now to effectively learn maybe even while well, working yeah basically you could be fed to the lions <laughs> and any mistake you do means you're liable <laughs> Well, you know, I still keep the same set of techniques, especially uh-huh. the momentum <laughs> when you're listening to your favorite movie. Yes, listening, not watching people. It's the same thing, okay. <laughs> it's the same thing while working, either by coding or by studying anything. It's the same thing. But what changed for me is that um, when you're working, guys, you learn a lot, and that includes pushing yourself to be an expert <laughs> and and um, teaching other people. So when you teach something that you don't even know in the first place, you study. And that helps you. <laughs> in, in my case, until lately, I didn't know that I actually learned by teaching. Uh-huh. So like what I said earlier, what helped me when I was younger was to kind of recite things to myself, kind uh-huh. of teaching myself. But I didn't consider it as like my primary mode of learning. Only then did I realize that it's probably how I learned. Uh-huh. So what I do now is after I, um, let's say, read through a material or a went to training what I do is try to apply it as soon as possible yeah so whether it's let's say a new programming language a new development framework or maybe a new concept or a new technique of what doing design workshops or, or whatever out to try it. so uh, uh, yeah I, I always find a way <laughs> to try it out 
So and then if I if I cannot find like an avenue to try, especially if you're studying like new design like workshops, mm-hmm. you cannot just ask people to come over and, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> and do a sample run. What I do is yes, I do take down notes and then I go through it as if I'm teaching it to somebody. Right. That's how I learn now because I know that as much as I want to have the sharp memory that I had back then, I no longer have it. I don't use medicine, people. <laughs> <laughs> we follow the natural course of biological. <laughs> growth or decline at this point but anyway yeah i mean of course it's it's speaking of the decline (laughs) caused by time i mean i learned another it's not really sort of studying hack it's a sort of technique especially when you're running out of time Uh (laughs) so um in a corporate world you are required to take a lot of trainings (laughs) even if you're not a new hire anymore there are regular trainings people so what do you do there are a lot of recordings there what you do is you speed up the recording (laughs) while you do something else that's not really hard and let me tell you it works for me (laughs) yeah even when i do online classes the speed of Mm 1.25 is almost unnoticeable Sometimes I would even go as fast as 1.5 because it also depends on the speaker. <laughs> yeah, there is this one instance where I observed that we did have this annual training thing and my colleagues were complaining that they didn't understand a thing uh, because of the accent. I won't name which accent it was, but I was listening to it at 1.5 speed and I thought I learned a lot because my brain and my ear was training really hard to understand it <laughs> at that point because it's sped up and it's a different accent and it kind of I guess the thing about it is that it's unique for me and the, the difference in accent oh. has helped me really push my mind to okay you need to listen to this so <laughs> I think it, it, it yeah. helps if it's more um, spoken Mm-hmm. Like or it's more explanation than visuals. Yeah. Because obviously, if if the visuals is too fast, <laughs> and you need to understand what's being shown, you would have mm-hmm. to uh, watch it at a slower pace, or maybe even pause it. I mean, there's also the additional additional struggle if it's something that you would have to visually study on. It's also it's also forcing yourself to talk about it in your brain, and since we're running out of time at that point, uh-huh. I'm so pleased that we have something in recording. <laughs> So yeah, but again, don't really discourage yourself when it comes to studying visual materials because uh, another one for me is that I really do appreciate flowcharts when it comes to studying whatever it is that you're assigned on at work. Luckily, some, especially in online classes, they come with transcripts. Mm -hmm. So if you're the type uh, who learns by like highlighting uh, important words... (laughs) And then you can just get a copy of the transcript and then highlight or maybe take out uh, parts that really matter to you as a learner. Just make sure you highlight important ones and not just leave leave out antecedents. I have a very, very special friend who highlights everything. (laughs) It becomes like a progress bar for them. (laughs) Love you. Love you, friend. (laughs) Another thing that um, I think works in the corporate world, Mm -hmm. the non-corporate world, so if you're like me, who's a little too conscious about organizing information, one thing that I still that I think still works was something that was mentioned earlier, which is mind mapping, mm-hmm. because it allows you to, um, if you want to group uh, a number of thoughts together, all you have to do is just create another node for it and then dump them there, 
So it allows you to go through the entire material. Macro or, level. Yeah, or even like the, whatever it is to try to study without being too conscious about how you're organizing it. Mm-hmm. Because it was meant to be, at a certain level, not as organized as your typical notes, mm-hmm. but it still shows you how the ideas relate to each other. Or I guess it shows you the scope of the thing that you're studying and you're not really confused at that point with all of the mm-hmm. information dump that's happening. <laughs> and the good thing with mind mapping, though, is it's also something that's easier for other people to understand. Uh-huh. Sometimes we take down notes and we're the only people who can understand our notes. <laughs> yeah, that's also another thing. Because we have, we have our own sense of organizations, mm-hmm. etc. But seeing uh, a mind map that is more visual... You might not understand every single word or every single idea that's in the bubble, but seeing the relation, you could find you could somehow um, not through the context own. clues understand mm-hmm. what is try what it's trying to show. Yeah, you can map it on your own. I mean, this I forgot where I got this um, info that a serial memorizer <laughs> would really create a story when it comes to anything that is a sort of a challenge for them to memorize. So what they would do is that, okay, there's this object, and then you will dig into another object and make a story out of it, and that goes on and on and on for a number of objects, and it would work. Yep. <laughs> and I can confirm that. <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> because uh, at some point, um, I, I, I just, like, not really gave up, but accepted the fact that I cannot just memorize everything. Yeah. So what I try to keep in mind are connections. So as long as I can relate one word or one concept to the other, then I can like uh, rebuild all those connections and go through everything that I've learned, as opposed to just really memorizing what's in this page, in this chapter, or whatever, what was the technique used in this particular meeting, or what. Uh-huh. Um, it brings another um, trivia in my mind. They did <laughs> study Einstein's brain, and it had a lot of knots in it. Uh-huh. It's a sort of, a knot is a sort of knowledge or memory that you, you have stored in your brain. I mean, we're going to run out of space in our brain to have any sort of knots if you memorize everything. So um, our brain overrides anything that you haven't even used for quite a while in your memory. So it will just have us. So yeah, like I said, you can't really memorize everything. Our brain has like limited space for all of the knots that we can create all the synapses. So eventually, our brain would notice which memory you are least using, and they would override that. So mm-hmm. yeah, crazy. And also, uh, I read this. I just cannot find it right now. Uh, I read it in one of those Tim Ferriss books. The concept mm-hmm. of just-in-time information. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, um, I think most of us are guilty of it. Find something interesting. We read it, and we try to um, commit it to memory, like remember as much of it as, as we can. But by the time we're going to actually need it, we have to reread everything. So um, the advice that uh, he gave, I think it's also part of like recognizing that you cannot just put everything in your memory and expect it to be there. It's just like take note of where it can be found, and so and go back to it by the time that you actually need it. So rather than um, some people would like remember almost organically what was discussed to them in let's say in a training, but if there are information that just wouldn't stick, the, the advice is just um, take note of where you can find it anytime you need it. 
Yeah, it's not really just like ex- an exam. It's real life. So there. <laughs> so take the advantage of getting a bookmark. <laughs> because let's admit it, not everything or not every class that we attend, not every training that we attend is something that we are really passionate about, but mm-hmm. we still have to go through anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you're really susceptible to all of this learning thing, and you feel like you love studying, then good for you. <laughs> but if not, that really helps a lot, bookmarks. So there. Anything else? Any strange hacks that we've encountered oh. into our friends? No, I think um, just the idea that if you notice anything different that you can use for studying, like, for example, oh, I got a new um, scented candle I'd like to use, or, oh, there's a new, um, uh, how would you put it, new gum I would like to use for studying so I can stay awake. I don't know, you can use that. It sort of clicks something in your mind or in your brain. So the sensation of something different really helps when it comes to studying. Another observation that I uh, had is, like, well, I, I do listen to music while mm-hmm. trying to concentrate on something. And normally I would, like, just select, like, a random playlist in Spotify in the, in the focus genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it gets really intense, like, I really have to focus, I start, like, turning off anything like any music, any background noise that I, as, ma- as little background noise as possible. So that allows me to hear myself think. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's how I, yeah, really um, get to analyze things that I need to analyze, formulate new ideas. Because, well, maybe not for all of us, but I think one can argue that regardless of your profession, you're also required to be creative. So just because you know something, do something like the back of your head doesn't mean that you can no longer, that you no longer need to be creative about something. So if you're going to like what, design a new process, or maybe solve an old problem in a new way, to think outside the box thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even really just present just like presenting an output. Some people think that you're just going to show them the the information that you have, but if you really intend to let's say convince your audience really um, help the audience understand what you have you still really have to be creative about it you still have to conceptualize and um, that kind of thinking requires significant focus and concentration speaking of focus concentration and being your zen zone you have to make sure that your environment is very comfortable as well i mean you wouldn't really want to study in a war zone sorry for that but (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's it. You just have to be comfortable, find your sweet space in your place. and Yeah, you have to be very comfortable. Good luck. <laughs> For some people, um, well, I, I think you, 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 you will also read this in like a number of articles over the internet, that it hel- the white noise helps. Some people would Ooh. like really decide to like do their thing in like a coffee shop mm-hmm. and, and the, the background noise, yes. people talking, etc. helps them. And I could say that, yes, it does, but uh, it's a case-to-case basis. Yeah, I mean, it's conditioning your mind to relax and, I don't know, get it ready for actual stretching, for actual memorization, so it can help. <laughs> One thing that I would really recommend, though, is to put down your phone. <laughs> <gasps> oh, how I hope that will work for me. <laughs> there was a time when I, 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 I like, made like a rule to put down my phone whenever I do something serious and I even like configured my laptop in such a way that if I try to like access sites like social media facebook.com etc 
it would like give me a, a warning or it would direct me to another page. I mean, if you <laughs> downloaded one of those games or focus one of your virtual plant dice, so there's that. Um, I mean, for me, that doesn't really work. I think I would still hold on to my feelings when it comes to using my phone. And I would just have to mentally reprimand myself. But otherwise, the point is to just focus on the goal and study. Uh-huh. <laughs> there. And what I could also say is that, yes, we all want to be really productive. Mm-hmm. But let us not be too hard on ourselves. <laughs> I've been there. I'm almost like I kind of considered like the productivity junkie <laughs> in the office, and I've been there, and it can be real painful. Really, it can be real frustrating if you like set up goals and you cannot achieve them, mm-hmm. and you feel like you are not productive enough. But the truth is, um, the more you stress yourself trying to be like this super productive person that you want to be also doesn't help. You're going to degrade your mind. So you always <laughs> really have to, yeah, set, set a time to rest a bit. Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling just a little too stressed and you know it's from really trying to keep up, then it's probably time for you to take a break. Yeah. Take care of yourself, guys. Take care of your mind. Okay. Anything else? And the last report post. So did it answer the question? So we did go through a number of study hacks. That mm-hmm. worked for us as a student. And Which one is the most effective? Yep. Find your comfort zone. Anything else goes away. <laughs> <laughs> then you can choose whichever comfort zone that we've mentioned. Hacks yeah. work for you and it's fine. And for, for, for the real world, I think we also went through some good ones. But another thing that I might add is just really try to explore. I mean, most of us will think that we can pick up one technique and apply it and it would be like it would work honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it pays to really know how you learn because if you're going to look out there, there's really a lot of ways that people learn. And and some could be really different. Maybe one day you discover that you learn through dancing, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to dance. Don't push that. <laughs> so so there. Yeah. Okay. Don't stop learning guys. <laughs> So that's it. If you had, if you have anything else to share with us, give us a beat. Give your, your your newest study hacks, newest recommendations on the topic, or you simply just want to drop your comments on the episode. Feel free to reach us. We'd like to know it. Yep. This is quick questions. Bye.